Podcast. I'm Patrick Wright with my man Mario. Mario Doremus in the building. What's going on, Patrick? How you feel? Yeah, I'm feeling good. Episode 35. Getting old. 35. We're we're Reggie Lewis, Boston Celtics old. And I'm gonna tell you this. Bo knows this. Bo knows that. But Bo don't know Jack. Because Bo can't rap. How you been, Mario? I've been all right. Uh, Allergies have been killing me. I'm not going to lie to you. You and me both. Do you hear this raspy voice? I promise I haven't been up drinking whiskey all night. Yeah, no, like, I'm just literally. I, I, I I, get... I, I've been drinking whiskey to try to help this. <laughs> It, hey, they say it helps. It ain't working, but I feel good every night. Oh yeah, I, I feel terrible. I feel actually, I feel good at night, but the morning time, I I'm, wake up every morning. I feel like I can't breathe. Oh, I, I, I can't breathe in the morning. I'm congested every single morning. But outside of that, I'm, I'm, I'm actually doing okay. Did you have a good Easter weekend? I did. I mean, I was off Saturday. I got to uh, go down. I got to go downtown. Oh man! I went to OTR. Uh, stopped in, saw the good people over at corporate. Uh, then I went to Pontiac to, to eat. I haven't been to Pontiac. Is that good stuff? Yeah, really, really good barbecue spot in uh, in downtown Cincinnati. Uh, and they have the second best wings in the city. Who's got the first? Knockback Nats has the best wings. The you city. got the smoked wings from uh, Northside Yacht Club? No. You'll be putting another one up there in your top two. Oakley, Oakley Tavern rounds out. It's, it's number three for me. I got to have smoked wings now. If they're not smoked, I, I ain't eating them. Well, no, I won't say that because Wild Mike's over on the west side. That's all about sauce, they, though. They have that's, really good wings. That's about their sauce, though. Well, yeah, but I mean. They're that's, crushing the sauce. Game. But the but the, the sauce is uh, it's a part of the, of the wing experience. See, at Northside Yacht Club, they're smoked, and then they flash fry them real quick. So you get all that smoked flavor and then it's crispy from the the flash fry mm. it's good it's good stuff. I, I might have to try that soon it's good stuff we'll hit that up i'm, I'm a big fan of wings it's it's kind of my thing they got dude they got good food all around their whole menu solid and like they didn't even want it like they didn't even want to have food when they opened they just wanted it to be a bar but when you got killer food i guess that's what you do i like that hat not new hat today new hat oh, alert yeah Watch out. Got that day larger on. Now, hey, but hey, I got, I, I love the shirts. Oh, yeah. Dude, they're killing. I like the design game they got going on right now. Yeah, I like the message. Whoever's, um, who's ever buying the designs and that stuff, they're killing it. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the, of the message of the brand. Oh, yeah. Itself. So, yeah, no, I, I definitely, I definitely like the hat, though. I had to support. I, I, I peeped it when you, I, I I literally like I saw it, but like I literally just looked over and and, and, and peeped the hat game. <laughs> Patrick Patrick is if, if for those who don't know Patrick is a hat guy, the big hat guy. I got uh, I have just about every team in the MLB. I have a hat from just about every team. See, I don't have a hat head. I wish I did. Well, see, I used to buy the wrong size hat. But I think what it was is because I used to let my hair stay out a little bit more than what I do now. So, like, I used to buy bigger hats. So now I go back to where some of those fitteds, they don't uh, they don't fit. Yeah, I only look I only look okay with, like, the sporty caps. 
What about a five panel? You rock a five panel? Sporty caps. That's it. <laughs> but, hey, speaking of MLB teams, baseball is back in full effect. Yeah, we're like two weeks deep. How do you feel about the game? Are you, are you excited? I am. And I got, there's some people that have problems because they took away, like, the, the intentional walk. Uh, like, you can still intentionally walk someone, just like they took away the four pitches. It's just a hand signal, and they can take their base. I'm okay with that. Me too. Like, you're not – like, some people – I don't need the, the, the pitcher to, to throw four unnecessary balls. You know what's happening. Yeah. Like, you know exactly what's happening. So why – like, why – like, how many times have you seen it and you've said to yourself, I wish they would, could just do a hand signal? Yeah. <laughs> It it would make it it makes the game so much easier. Like I don't have to stand there if I'm if I'm the batter and just literally look at the pitcher and look at the umpire <laughs> and then think, well, can I just go to the base while he's throwing these pitches? Blink twice if you want him want to walk. Yeah, like the um, also like I had predicted. If the Reds' bullpen was even just a little bit better than they were last year, they would win some games, and they're winning some games. Okay, all right. Let me stop you right here. I saw this coming. They're winning some games. I saw this coming. That lineup. Don't be that guy. The line. No, no. Two not. weeks into the. Dude, I was like this before the season started. You already but, knew but, it. But, but don't be that guy. All I'm saying. They're not, they're not winning 80 games. No, no, no. They're not losing that 100, though. Like I said on the last episode – Maybe ninety, yeah, maybe ninety. Maybe but, I, 90. but don't don't be that guy. If they if their bullpen can uh, can be better than it was last year, hey, by they, the, they'll win some games. They're not gonna win a lot of games. By the way, that bullpen was awarded bullpen of the week this past week. That's all I'm saying. Uh, oh, a week two, week two, a, a week two award. It's just a fact. A Mario. week two award. I didn't give it the award. Talk to me to about. Him. Talk to me about the bullpen at the end of July. It'll be a lot better than it was last year. That's not saying a lot. Lorenzen is throwing. That's not saying a lot. Lorenzen is throwing high stinky cheese, dude. They were stinky cheese. historically terrible last year. Oh, they were historically like the worst. Yes, ever. that's what I'm saying. They of were historically they were historically terrible last year. Imagine that. The first and, and, MLB and you team. and you tell me that they'll Oh, well, they're not going to be that bad this year. Good. Because that means that they made an improvement. I <laughs> exactly, mean, the, and that's a good thing. The, the manager was only a pitching coach. But he's starting to he's starting to coach like a pitching coach again. Okay, good. I'm, 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 I'm extremely happy that his back is now against the wall. His job is on the line. It's going to be better. And he said, you know what? Maybe <laughs> I should actually go back to what made me a successful coach. And he's doing it. Ex- yeah, he's doing it now. But it's it's gotten better. The lineup's actually uh, up like a run and a half average per game than they were for all of last season. So two only, weeks in, two weeks in, yeah, two weeks in. We're talk to me two months in. <laughs> oh, I will. <laughs> that's all. Will, that's all I'm will. asking you to do. Either way, they're sitting. Uh, they're sitting first, and that's like me. I could have came on here two weeks into the NBA season, saying, "You know, hey, the Sacramento Kings, they're better than they were last year. They win, hey, they're winning some games. They're getting things together, which they were at the <laughs> beginning. Two weeks into the into the season, they had a winning record. Look at them now. They they didn't make the playoffs. They traded Boogie. 
They traded Boogie and didn't make the playoffs. All I'm saying, the the Reds are sitting uh, sitting atop all by themselves in first. And two in, weeks in, in the National League, it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot of baseball left. I'm just saying facts. It's, it's a marathon. These are just it's facts. a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> it is a marathon, and that's why you know they'll cruise. It'll be okay. Bronson Arroyo is going to lose every game he starts. Or so you hope. I did tell my friend, he said that tonight Bronson Arroyo is going to give up five to six runs. It's Jason Strong. I'm calling out Jason Strong right here. I told him under four and a half. He said he's going to give up how many runs? He said five or six. Runs? Yeah. No. No way he's giving up five or six runs. I'm saying under four and a half. No. He hasn't, like, the under Royals. Four, under four and a half? Yes. Yeah. Five or six, no. He's going to go six innings, give up four runs. He's going to strike out two and walk three. If he if he goes six innings and gives up five runs, there's no no what reason he should be going six innings unless he gives up five of the six in the the sixth inning. That has happened with Bronson Arroyo. It has, but I don't I don't foresee that happening. See, tonight. the Orioles haven't haven't faced him since 2005, so it's at least going to take them maybe at least to like the middle of the the second um, time through the lineup for them to really kind of pick up what he's doing. Yeah. And- he has, he has lowered his leg kick, so that's that's quickened his delivery a little bit. Yeah, but I don't see him giving up that many. I don't see him giving up that many runs. The last time the Orioles faced him, he was kicking clouds before he threw the pitch. His <laughs> kick, dude, his kick was ridiculous. But I'm 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 happy that you're happy that baseball is back. Yeah, I'm I'm I just like baseball in general. Like as far as the Reds, like it was like after like the first week, and they were off to a really good start. And like everyone, everyone was flipping out, and people were like, "I didn't expect this. Nobody expected this." And I was like, "Man, I was the guy that was telling everyone, dude, if the bullpen's just a little bit better, they're going to win more games. They're not going to be an excellent team. They got a lot of young guys in that lineup who happen to be doing really, really good. But I mean, everybody's got it's got to work all together. They're not, they're not going to be anything spectacular, but they ain't losing a hundred. Well, they won't be the Astros of last year. <laughs> and the um they're a young team. They're a scrappy team. They got fight in them for sure. Like if you see the post-game interviews But from they those won't young be guys, they, they won't be a, they won't be a very good team though. Not this year. I'm sorry. Not very good, no. No, they they won't be very good at all. They won't they won't make the postseason. They won't. I'm letting you know right now. I, they they won't. When you're when you're in that division with the Cubs and the Cardinals, but the Car- the Cardinals aren't really playing that well. But then again, they're a team historically that they they, all, they, they always which, write the yeah. ship no matter what. Somehow, some way, that organization always writes the ship. And you know, you know, game games in April mean mean what? Nothing. I'm yeah. a baseball fan, and I can tell you they don't mean yeah. Anything. They they don't they don't mean much. Really, until after the. After the All Star break, you like after the All Star break because if you look at like you you listen to any analyst and every time they bring up stats from someone they're like well if you look at his numbers in the second half look at that on base percentage in the second half after the playoff break look at what he did then that's what that's all you hear on repeat so really nothing up until as you long All Star break yeah All Star break 
So, you know what I mean? Like, up until the All-Star break, nothing nothing really matters. Speaking of playoffs. Speaking of playoffs. <laughs> Sav was just excited to move on. That's all. You were excited to talk about something that, that actually means something. <laughs> That's what you were excited about. Exactly. And some teams in the NBA playoffs this year are not playing like it means anything to them. I.e., the, are you talking about the Clippers or the Cavs? Or the Grizzlies? Whoa, 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 whoa. That's, that's unfair. Last night was awful. That was bad. Let's, let's, let's not talk about it. I'm just saying, man. So do, do you feel it was... All right, so did you hear the, did you hear the coach from, from Memphis? No, I didn't see the post game. You I, I went to sleep because that was the late game. I went to sleep right after the, the buzzer. Well, he had words for the for the uh, the officiating of the game. He he felt some type of way, and I'll go ahead and I'll I'll pull it up for you. All right, I'll pull up the audio all for right, you. I, ain't ever, I haven't heard it. You know, just trying to get something going, trying to create a a spark in our team, which it, it worked, and uh, I was really just proud of. Uh, the all-out raw competition that our team brought to the game. I don't think anybody uh, watching this game uh, could say um, he's a we pressure head coach. By the way, second half, um, you know, I really, I just really thought we brought an incredible, ferocious effort in the second half. Obviously, it wasn't enough, um, but whatever. Um, you know, it's unfortunate that I got a guy like Mike Conley who in his whole career has got zero technical fouls and just cannot seem to get the proper respect from the officials um, that he deserves. Uh, it was a very poorly officiated basketball game. Um, Zach Randolph, the most rugged guy in the game, had zero free throws, but somehow Kawhi Leonard had 19 free throws. First half, we shot 19 points, shots, 19 shots in the paint, and we had six free throws. They shot 11 times in the paint, and they had 23 free throws. I'm not a numbers guy, but that doesn't seem to add up. Overall, 35 times we shot the ball in the paint. We had 15 free throws for the game. They shot 18 times in the paint and had 32 free throws. Kawhi shot more free throws than our whole team. Explain it to me. We don't get the respect that these guys deserve because Mike Conley doesn't go crazy. He has class and he just plays the game. But I'm not going to let them treat us that way. You know, I know Pop's got pedigree and I'm a young rookie, but they're not going to rook us. That's unacceptable. That was unprofessional. My guys dug in that game and earned the right to be in that game, and they did not even give us a chance. Take that for data. Oh, man, he slammed the mic. He slammed the mic. I mean, when he brings up the numbers, it makes you feel like there's a part of that that can't be false. So I have a question. Is he, is he complaining or does he have a good point? I think that he's just standing up for his team. Like, I don't really think – I mean, the way that he's talking, that team's going to play the way that they're playing. You know what I mean? And I really think that he's just kind of like what he said. Pop's, Pop's a veteran. The refs are going to respect that. The refs are going to respect the guys on the Spurs team. Well, do you, do you think that's why they get? That's why they're getting majority of the calls. There's definitely a benefit of the doubt in that in that situation. 
Because, I mean, you look at some guys, like, every time LeBron goes for the bucket, if you if you even look at him, they'll whistle a foul. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's certain players that will get calls that are especially replayed. You'll be like, man, that, um, he didn't even really touch him. He didn't touch him. Well, I mean, uh, officiating has been questionable for years, right? Oh, yeah. And, you know, and, and it always will be. And officials have gotten busted for cheating in multiple sports just across the platform. NBA m- more recently. Yeah. So <laughs> so do you do you think that – well, I mean, obviously he's going to be penalized for his – Remarks towards oh, he's the, the, the officials. He's getting fined for that for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's gonna. There's gonna be a fine. Uh, but I think that it's good to hear him speak out against that. Well, and he was naming everyone on his team too. You know what I'm saying? So he's he's standing up for his team. Like those for me, those remarks are more of like a I'm here for my guys. But you know but I mean? but think think about what he said. Zach Randolph. All oh, those numbers are ridiculous. Zach Randolph had less free throws than Kawhi Leonard. And, well, it, you, and you know where Zach Randolph is majority of the time, and you know what type of player he is. Oh yeah, he's spinning hard. He's yeah. Anything that will lead him to get a foul, he's probably gonna do it. Oh yeah. So he'll he'll do any like literally the the type of player that he is the type of shots that he takes more than likely he's gonna be getting fouled but maybe maybe because of the type of player he is they they're less likely to call that many fouls because they probably they'll probably be calling fouls all night but I get what he's saying the coach is not saying that every time they take a shot they deserve a foul but he's saying that every time the Spurs take a shot they don't deserve a foul yeah. What know, he said, he said Kawhi Leonard had more free throws than his entire team. 19 free throws. The, they, the team, they Memphis only had 15 the whole night. And they didn't even have that many shots in the paint? No. So anything they took, they just got fouled. Sound, <laughs> sounds like it. Man. I mean, he's got a legitimate point. Certainly he's going to get fined because rules is rules. Yeah, I mean, but you don't, and you don't, you don't, you don't attack the refs. I mean, that's just that's how they that's how they draw it up in, in professional sports. You cannot say anything negatively against officiating. Never, ever. It can't ever be someone else's fault. If you lost, it's your fault. It, it, hey, but I mean, all right. So, did you see the game? Uh, the Milwaukee game, right? Game one, Toronto. Yeah. yeah. So you saw. Uh, Yadis Anamakempo blocks DeMar DeRozan and then flexes. Oh, yeah. Like a, a, ce- a celebratory type of flex. Got a technical for that. Was it deserving, though? I mean, I wouldn't have given him a technical for it. I wouldn't either. I looked, I, I watched that does, play does, does over look- and over and over. Does LeBron get a technical when he walks back to the bench pushing the earth down? No. You know what I mean? So how's that any different? It's it's not any different. My only thing is it's the playoffs. Guys are going to be a little bit more passionate. 
the game is going to be a little bit more physical. Like young players, like how, how old is he? 21? Yeah, he just turned 21 this year. Dude, when you were 21, if you were just owning in a playoff game, tell me you wasn't going to lose your mind. Yeah, no. and, and I like, hey, Did you hit a buzzer beater three or you dunk on somebody? Block or you a throw shot. a block down? Everybody. Hell, Shaq, I could set Shaq a, used to celebrate every block he had. I could set a perfect pick. And then if the player makes the shot, still, still I'm, I'm, cel- I'm celebrating. <laughs> I did that. I'm celebrating like I made the shot. All I did was set the pick. You should get an assist for a pick. <laughs> no. Only if it leads to a layup. Only if it leads to it. If it leads to a layup or a, a three-pointer, then yeah. Nah, nah. No, oh, they should change that. No, they should. A pick leading to a score gets you. But yeah, but then if somebody passed it to that guy, but you set the pick. Now two people got assists. That's his, no, no, it doesn't. Well, leave it like it is. Leave, yeah, stop, <laughs> Patrick. Stop. <laughs> change, trying to change rules. Stop. <laughs> but uh, did you watch Game Two of the Cavs game last night? I watched a little bit of it, and the Pacers kept it close for a bit. And then what I've kind of realized um, after the half, the Cavs would just kind of pull away a little bit more, and because they would stay somewhere in that like two to four point lead range and then uh then the Cavs just kept pushing it and then they pretty much kind of stayed up I think they won by six but they kind of stayed up anywhere from like six to eight points pretty much in the the the, like middle third quarter to the end of the game the playoff matchups to me this year they pace up Pacers can't keep up no do you think they'll get swept though they might win one at home but, like, Paul George is going to have some kind of crazy game for that to happen. He has to. So, I don't know. If, if their three-pointers, if their three-point shooters can hit their shots and Paul George has, like, 35-point game, there's a chance they could get something at home. But cause the, uh, the Cavs were not defending the Pacers' three-point shots very very well at all. Like, the, one, the, the three-point shots the Pacers missed, it was just a bad shot. It wasn't really defended. They haven't been playing very good defense. No. At all. Like the past month and a half. And that's the only thing that that concerns me going deeper into the playoffs. Not saying that necessarily. I mean, I I still think they're the best team in the East. But when they have to play, you know, if they get to the championship game and they have to play a team who just happens to shoot a lot of free throw or a lot of three-pointers, and the perimeter defense is somewhat still suspect. I don't think the Cavs can repeat. Oh no, they're going to have to play some defense. I mean, they did let the Pacers drop 111 points. Yeah, and it's the Pacers. Like, yeah, they outdid them by six, but like you let the Pacers score 111. Where if you contended some of those three point shots, you could probably keep them somewhere in the ballpark of like 92 points. Well, I mean, they barely they barely got out of the first game. They barely got out. What yeah. did they they win? They won by like one point, right? It was one hundred nine, one hundred eight. They can't continue to play like that. I mean, I understand. Like, I don't think they fully turned it on yet, but you can't. If the Cavs repeat, LeBron James is going to have to be a monster once again throughout the entire playoffs. Like that's. I'm waiting to see more from Cal Corver. I was excited with him. 
I was excited with him coming there just because of his three-point abilities. And I feel like they don't really use him. They don't use him like. Like Atlanta used Like he was being used in Atlanta. Or like any other team will probably use him. Yeah. Like I don't I don't understand why you weren't why you weren't charging the bucket more and kicking it out. Well, I mean, you still got the guys who like Kevin Love is gonna wanna get his touches. Kyrie's, Especially in the playoffs though. Yeah. Oh, those big guys want their points. Yeah, they they want their touches. Uh but it's something about it's for some reason it's something about this cast team is just something different from last year. It feels like, slightly lazier than last year. Yeah, like last year I felt like they wanted it. Like every single playoff series, every single game I felt like, is it like they, they are, wanted it. Is it like it. they feel like they already earn it? Is that the feeling that you get? Like they, they've already earned it kind of thing? Well, I, th- I think a lot of, I think. Or that they deserve to be there? Well, yeah. I mean, well, obviously they deserve to be there. But yeah, I think, yeah, I yeah. think they have the feeling of, well, we're still the best team in the East. And I think that could change if they get deeper into the playoffs and they run into a team like Washington or Toronto or even Boston. Boston could and, give them a run for their money in seven. And then they're in a situation where they're in game seven or they're in game six, and they could potentially be knocked out of the playoffs. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So I, I think right now they're still more lackadaisical. And I don't know if that. Do you think because they're the Cavs, they're like, we're going to get a sweep and then we can just relax? I don't know if they necessarily think they're going to sweep them, especially not playing the way they have been. I don't think they're going to sweep them. But uh, I think that they still feel like they're the superior team and they'll beat them in at least six. I was thinking five. Like I think the Pacers might take one at home. Uh, I mean, you never know. You never know, man. It's it's the playoffs. Anything can happen. Uh, I mean, we seen that the Pacers go to seven games with a LeBron James team before. Uh, obviously, Paul George is still a really good player. Like I said, if their three point shooters hit their shots. And Paul George has a big game. I mean, they could take one. Yeah, I mean, but only time can tell. Uh, so far, what, like, but uh, outside of that uh, series, what's your favorite uh, series to watch? Um, well, I was really kind of hoping that the, the Spurs and Grizzlies was just going to be a little bit more exciting than what it is. Um, well, I, see, I don't, I don't, I don't get that. I, I like the Grizzlies, but I don't see them even competing with the Spurs. No, no, not at all. I, I think that the for me the Golden the not the yeah the, the Golden State series is interesting. I, I think Golden State is obviously the superior team, but I really like the guard play from Portland. I think they got some scrappy guys, also surrounding Dame Lillard oh, and, yeah. uh, and McCollum or and CJ McCollum. So. I've enjoyed I've enjoyed watching, um, but the OKC, yeah, that that uh, series, the, uh, Thunder Rocket series, and uh, Bulls Celtics. Yeah, I've been Bulls won Game One. Yeah, not a lot of people didn't see that coming. A lot of people thought the Bulls could have could could have been swept. And Game Two's tonight. Yeah, who you got? Celtics. Celtics. Big game for IT. Oh yeah, 
that was a big game <laughs> game one yeah and to be yeah. honest i know a lot of people um came down on 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 chuck a lot of people came down on on um on him for his comments about isaiah thomas before the game and because uh, he broke down crying because his sister was um, killed in a car crash. Yeah. And then Charles Barkley had said, uh, like, you got to be kind of worried about a guy that's in that mental state before a game. And I don't think he was trying to take away from, like, what had happened on why he was crying. But if somebody's that, if someone's removed from the game, you have to worry about what's happening in the game. Yeah. So I, I think that's what he was going at. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, but people people always criticize Chuck for whatever he says. So, And to be honest, a lot of things that he says ends up playing out how he said it would or it ends up making sense Well, no, th- with that, what he said. That, that makes perfect sense. Someone who's um, emotionally detached and thinking outside of or thinking about things other than the task at hand, which is winning a basketball game that you're playing in, yeah. that's stuff you have to worry about. Like, I'm not going to go into it. Like, if if me and you are supposed to be doing a project together, right, and, like, the whole grade is depending upon us doing the work, right, and, you know, let's say we split up the tasks, and I say, hey, well, you do A, B, and C, and I do D, E, F. You know what I mean? If something happens and it takes your mind off of doing, completing the task at hand, you doing A, B, and C, because you're thinking about other things, then our grade is going to be affected by that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you. So I, I get what he's saying. Yeah, it's, it makes perfect sense. Uh, I just A lot of people took it out of context. And I think a lot of that yeah. happens with Stephen A. Smith a lot, too. Although I do think sometimes he crosses the line. A little bit more, but yeah. Like sometimes I feel like he's intentionally just trying to stay relevant. Well, I mean that's what they all. I mean that's what they all do. Like for Charles Barkley, I think he's just really saying, like, man, this is just what I feel. Well, I mean, but that makes sense though. It's not. I think if you to even say something about those remarks, you have to take it out of context. Oh yeah. Like, for example, um, this is me trying to stay relevant. In New York, Carmelo Anthony is going to stay there, and he's going to force that organization to fire Phil Jackson. Him and Porzingis. Well, this, this is... the, the ball is in both of their courts. So they could work together and tell that organization, like, man, nah. All right, so, all right, so think about this, right? Because apparently everyone in that locker room has an issue with whatever the hell triangle thing that they're trying to do think think about this do you really think that the organization is gonna stick by a guy who that they just paid a lot of money right paid a lot of money to carmelo anthony has never been to an nba finals has never won an mvp award do you have a problem with phil jackson calling people out in press conferences has it do I have a, a issue with it? No. Like, do you have a problem with a coach coming out saying what he said about Carmelo, who's still a player on the team? No, he's not a free agent. If if, if it's his honest opinion, I don't have an issue with it. 
I mean, that was kind of the king's opinion with uh, with Boogie. Boogie. Uh, and and where is he at now? Not in Sacramento. No. So this is my thing. Do you think they're going to stand by Carmelo Anthony, a guy who who doesn't have any championship experience? Do you want to, or ask- or do you think they're going to say, "Hey, Phil Jackson, maybe the most respected, maybe the greatest NBA head coach of all time, knows a little something about winning championship. He has eleven. Do you think they're going to they're going to fire him or?" Remove Carmelo Anthony from the organization. Yeah, but you got to think about because a lot of people feel like Carmelo Anthony is a bigger part of the problem than he is the solution. Well, in New York, I, I agree that he is, but the dude's got pool in that city. He stayed. And you don't there, think Phil Jackson does? No, nah, he does. But here's the thing: you, you can't take Porzingis out of the out of the equation. He's there too. Who drafted Porzingis? Carmelo Anthony didn't draft no, Porzingis. Didn't. But I'm just saying. Clearly, he's not happy. He didn't even go to the exit meeting. He's like, whatever. That kid's 21. Like, you have a 21-year-old who has talent that could be as high as the roof is the ceiling. Yeah. And you don't want to upset that talent. You know what I mean? But do you, do you, do want, to, do you want to potentially have his agent tell you, like, yo, you got to trade me because I'm not playing here? I, I don't foresee that happening. I could. I don't. I don't it care. Could. I don't care. I don't, I don't, think, I don't care if Phil is there. No, I don't see that. I don't foresee that happening. I, I think I eventually think they get rid of him. Carmelo Anthony is an aging superstar. I think he still has a lot left in the tank. He has a. a he's another, got plenty of scoring ability. Left yeah, he's got. Tank. He's got another three years. He always got another two years for his glory years, and then I say he plays another maybe two after that, and then he joins Ice Cube's new league. <laughs> Three on three, Bob. He'll be right in. I didn't know. I'm excited to watch that. By the way, but you know they're micing the players for like during the game. Are they? Here's a here's another thing I came across today in my head. The Ice Cube's league. I hope that it it's successful. And it, if it's not, it's going to go down similar to what the XFL was for the NFL. I was thinking it was going to be more along. More to, along the lines of slam ball. Because well, he, he said, like, do you was, remember slam ball? Oh, I I loved slam ball. <laughs> but like, I listened to an interview with Ice Cube today, and he was talking about how um, they're going to let him play. There's not going to be a whole lot of foul calling. And um, but then he was he was going into different things like the XFL. One big thing the NFL took away from the XFL were the spider cams. Yeah, and. When I heard Ice Cube say they were going to mic the players, I was like, man. Well, they, they already mic the players in NBA games. Yeah, but it's this is like during the game. Like while they're playing, you can hear them play. Oh, okay. Like talking back and forth, calling plays out or whatever. Like you can hear it. And um, I feel like if, if the NBA ever needed to pick up some ratings in a season, it'll be like how the NFL just picked up things from the XFL adapted into their game to make it better for us watching it. Well, you see things like that happen all the time. It's not even with just football or basketball or even Oh, there's plenty of cross platform. I mean, you know, yeah, you see even, even you know, we talked about that the episode we were talking about uh wrestling. 
the WWF at the time took away a, a lot of things from ECW. And WWE and, has officially and I'm, WCW. I'm, I'm done with WWE, man. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Good God, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But and it wasn't just the ambulance; it was what happened just yesterday, I think. Uh, well, we can talk about it because I didn't, I didn't see. So oh, you, you got to fill me in. But back to Carmelo Anthony. I don't see Carmelo Anthony as a New York Nick next year. So many reasons that he that he should want to leave. On his own on his own regard? Yeah. So many reasons he should want to leave. Because there there's a higher ceiling for success in Los Angeles with the Lakers. And I mean that. Like I, I, there's a better head coach. Magic Johnson is there now. And if I'm him, I'd, I'd rather play with my higher up as Magic Johnson than Phil Jackson. Do you think Magic Johnson could probably relate to him more than Phil Jackson can? Absolutely. So- absolutely. I think Phil Jackson is a different type of is a different type of person, and I think that he need like he works well with other people that are like minded to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Michael Jordan is a, a different type of person. Kobe Bryant is a different type of person. Oh yeah. Shaquille O'Neal even is a different type of person. Those are all people that are very unique people. Not saying Carmelo Anthony is not a unique person in his own right, but I think they're all like-minded. So it was easier for them to to gel with Phil as a person. Oh yeah. And even as a coach. So, and I think that honestly, in well, this, and it, in, it in all this, took in this day and age for one, I don't think the triangle offense will be effective. Two, I don't think Carmelo Anthony is the right fit for the triangle offense. I think the triangle offense was something that was very successful with the people that were in it while it was extremely successful. Well, yeah. Just it, because the game's kind of different and it's played different, it's coached different at a college level. Like well, You just don't really... And it's also probably a lot different that Phil's actually not the coach. Yeah, like he's passing down paperwork, like tell these guys to do this. Yeah. And that's hard. Yes, but I th- again, I, th- I think that for Carmelo Anthony's own sake, I think that he should want to be traded. And I, I do think that the Lakers would be a, a, a very good fit for him. I even think there's still hope for him going to Chicago. Is Dwayne Wade there though still? That I don't know. I think I think it would be smart if he did stay and or I think it would even be even smarter if Carmelo Anthony restructured his contract so that one Dwayne Wade could stay there. Well if he gets traded, he's gonna make more money than he's making right now. Who, uh Carmelo? Yeah. Well yeah, that's but I say he would I mean he would for him to go somewhere like Chicago, he would have to restructure his contract. But he could. How many years does he have left on his current current deal? Four or five, because he just signed a deal two years ago. Yeah, and it, that was, it, was, probably it was a, a max deal. deal. Yeah, it was a max deal. So, I I think he should want to leave, but and I think that he will. But if, I mean, I because I don't see anything working out for him in New York. Not from like he won't win in New York. Uh, and pretty soon people are just going to say trade him anyway. You know what I mean? Like yeah. fans were, they were booing him at games this year. 
Like the fan there's, base, there's no reason he should want to even stay. The fan base has to be tired of it. Like just the attitude. Well, not really the attitude, but like you said, he's ne- he's never brought that city a ring. No. And he was the golden boy. And he and he won't bring him a ring. I'm sorry to tell you. I'm 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 break, breaking news. Carmelo Anthony would not win a ring in New York in the next three years. I'm not That's- sure that he wins a ring in any city he's in. I won't say that because you never know what team he could go to. And uh, so you think the Warriors will pick him up? No. <laughs> Which why, why if the Warriors happen to win um, the NBA championship this year, mm-hmm. you're going to see players on that team not be on that team anymore. Oh yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, you will see guys like like I was surprised after they won their first one that more more players didn't didn't leave the team. No, well, no, nah, I mean, because I mean, everybody was trying to come back for the repeat. You know what I mean? But I the, the guys that they have on their team this season, I th- it'll be hard to see a lot of them return. Oh yeah, you know, like David West, if they win a ring, he's gonna retire. It's the perfect time. Yeah, <laughs> but. Back to WWE. So what happened yesterday? Because I remember the whole thing with Roman Reigns got beat up while doing the interview, which is... From Braun Strowman. Yeah, and like the, the guy just came out of nowhere, and then he, the, the guy did the most absurd thing. Well, like him. he pushed him off a ledge while... like He was on a stretcher. Which clearly it was the worst camera cut of all time. <laughs> and then you could tell it was just a dummy on the, on the stretcher. Yeah. And um, then he put him in an ambulance. And he went to flip the ambulance, and you could hear a pulley system that was helping the f- to flip it. And then when the ambulance actually, like, flipped, like, when it got to, like, the fulcrum point and it should have just, like, fallen, it got, like, set down, down real, real slowly. Slow. Yeah. But before before Strowman even picked up the ambulance, you could see a shadow, which was clearly Roman Reigns jumping out of the fucking ambulance. So it, what, it didn't even happen. Like, it didn't even... None of it happened. So, all right. So, this is the thing. So right. then we come to WWE Monday Night Raw. Strowman suplexes the Big Show off the top rope. The entire ring collapses. <laughs> which entire, is which? Which has happened before? And the entire like it all fell, and the, um, all the ropes fell in, and um. Uh, apparently in WWE, Braun Strowman's God. I don't. I don't know. Well, he's. It's just over the top. This is far, far. Well, far I, over. All right, the so, top. all right, so I, I get what you were saying about the whole Roman Reigns thing. Like that's that that's that's a mockery of anything. That was taped too. You could have did whatever you wanted with. They could have put music over top of him lifting that ambulance, and at least you wouldn't have heard the police. <laughs> or they could have just they could have just did the sensible thing. Why even have him try to flip this truck? Do something like that's even believable. You know, what didn't I mean? didn't Stone Stone Cold ran the the truck into the ambulance? Yeah, and Triple H in it. Yeah, like, I was cool with that. that and that's, and I that's had cool. no problems with the way that was done because you probably don't even have to really take the guy out of the ambulance. You no, know what I mean, just put him in a different part. Yeah, but for that, like you could clearly see him run out, and then. <laughs> like that just killed me. And then I didn't watch the Monday Night Raw, but I did watch the highlights this morning. 
and uh, dude, it's uh, it's over the top. The only way I, the, the only way I can really get into it is if the if if I know that the rock is going to be on there. That's the only way I can really get into it. But outside of that, got no interest. But what I do have interest in, I'm gonna is, keep going, I'm gonna keep going to the uh, Northern Wrestling Federation events here in Cincinnati until they actually wrestle. Yeah, <laughs> or until somebody hands you a chair and says. Hit that guy. Yep. <laughs> I got you. I'm going to come to an event just for that. Uh, you said they got like $2 hot dogs? Yeah, dude. That, that's I'll be there for the $2 there's hot one, dogs. There's one this Saturday up in Fairfield. All right, I won't be at that one. I got to work. Uh, and they, I, they have them every, every couple weekends. So we'll definitely hit one up. Well, oh, uh, my boy that wrestles that was on the show. Yeah. Blew his knee out. I actually I ran into him at a Kroger just the other day, and he was riding around in a little handicap cart with a big old wrap on his leg. Did Stone Cold come out and, and fight him Man. in the grocery store? I f- like he did Booker T. I I I'm not sure how he heard it. I mean, clearly it was in the ring doing something, and uh, he thinks it's when he j- jumped off the ropes. I think. But it was hurting him for a while. You should, did you clothesline him in the grocery store? I should have. You should have. I was in the deli section, so that would have been good. Hit him with some meat. All the old, <laughs> all the old women would have been like, "Oh my God, what's happening <laughs> in our meat section?" Cut codes. <laughs> <laughs> or what? <order>, Cut. <laughs> code cuts. <laughs> I hit him with the American cold cut. <laughs> so yeah, WWE has lost me, man. Yeah, but you know what has not. I was just getting back into it, dude. I know, I know. I it. just watched WrestleMania. Like I've been getting excited, man. Been getting back into it, and um, thanks to Braun Strowman, not interested. Not interested. Are you? Are you interested in in the NFL still? Yeah, I still watch some NFL. The NFL draft is coming up. Are you interested in that? Nine days. Nine. Are you interested? Yes. How interested? I'm interested to see what team takes a risk on Joe Mixon. That's what I'm interested to see. But you you know it's crazy? I feel like the closer we get to the draft, the less people actually care about the bad. him hitting the girl. Nobody's talking about it now. Not that they're not talking when about he, it. When he was talking about doing the workouts, everyone was like, but his past. And now everyone's like, Joe Mixon, second round draft pick. Yeah. It, it's like crazy. he really has transitioned to that now. It's crazy because at first, they were, you know, you heard talks of no team is going to take a, a chance on Joe Mixon. Now it's, well, maybe. I mean, he, the, <laughs> he runs a 4-4. Four, four. He clearly has talent. He, he, he clearly run, has he talent. He runs a 4-4. Four, four. <laughs> and then they, they they have to wear the options. You know, well, on one hand, he hit the, the girl. But he's got a high motor. Yeah, hey. <laughs> he could really help our team. But Which he, he could. He could help teams. He, uh, remember, the, remember the domestic violence. Well, uh, he does run a four four. He I'll had, be honest. He had a great pro day. I didn't watch that video when it first came or first was released. Like I literally watched that video for the first time like two months ago. Wow. 
Oh, and I don't know where he, he hit her in some type of restaurant. They were in, he came it, in. It looks like they were like in some type of Penn Station or something. Even though they weren't in Penn Station, it was something along those lines. Yeah, but he, a, he walked in, and it was uh, that girl and two two guy two male friends. Yeah, and it looked as though he was trying to talk to her, and um, and she like something was said. One of her friends had said something to him uh, in a racial – it was a racial slur. So he remarked back to him with a homophobic slur. And then the girl got up to smack him for what he had said to her friend. And after she smacked him, he, punched. he dropped the cold cut trio. <laughs> he punched her. And I'm not laughing because it's not funny that he punched her. I said cold cut trio and you said Penn Station. So it was like a sub yeah, sandwich. Yeah. All right, but. In all seriousness. In all seriousness, he hit her and that was wrong. That was wrong. And it was like an intentional, it wasn't like a mistake or. But this is my thing. Like that Teams was, are now willing to forgive Joe Mixon, right? Or it seems so because they're talking about drafting him. Yeah. Why was it so hard to forgive Ray Rice? Is it just because of the timing and because it was really like the first? Is it because he was, it was already? Is it, it because he was already an NFL player and he was a veteran? And you should be better than that. Well, and yeah, you're not a young man anymore. And also, do you think that it has to do with the fact that it was really the first incident like that where you had video footage, so no one had ever been in that position before? To where it was like he blatantly hit her with his fist, you know what I mean? Well, it's and, like being and knocked de- her out. It's like being being desensitized to it. Yeah. Because, um, well, if you think about it, like there's a lot of things. Um, like if you look at like violence in general in America, with the things that are shared on Facebook, for example, the the recent um, the, the killing in in Cleveland, uh, which wow. But um, yeah, did you see it? Yeah, yeah, I, I saw that. Um, it was really weird. It was really weird to watch that. But the, like for me, like it was, like, I shouldn't have watched it. You know what I mean? But I, it's because I like I feel bad. Like there are people that watch that and they're so desensitized to just killing in general now because so many things are visible to, to, to us. Well, yeah, I think a lot of it stems from a, n- a number of things. Uh, it could be from, like, the, the what we see in movies, movies and, and video, video games. Video games, yeah. But, like, if you can't, if you can't step away from that, like, disconnect from real life, that's just bad news. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, and it's, I mean, it's, it's tragic, but it's... like, with the amount of people... Like, I, I legitimately, I went on Twitter because I knew that somebody would have that video. And maybe part of me wanted to watch it just to see what in the world was going on. And I literally watched the video where he was driving in his car talking about what he had done or something. And then I watched the other video. And then that's when I realized that I probably shouldn't have watched that video. Yes. It's sad. It's a sad. It's a sad. But we're all desensitized to things. So with with Joe Mixon now, it's like, well, you know, we've seen it, and apparently we realize that we can get through it now. 
Yeah. So, and maybe it's Ray Rice's fiance at the time going through and, and actually marrying him that makes whatever's happening now not be as serious as what it should be. But you know what's crazy? I, I really haven't heard much from the, the person who was who was hit. Because, you know, normally they'll, they'll break a story like, well, she's suing such and such. You know what I mean? Like, she'll, she would be suing. Do you think she's waiting for him to get drafted to sue him? <laughs> well, because what, it happened two years ago? Yeah. Yeah, I never heard much at all. I just, I know there was, I know there was a court case. And that was that was just over the charges in general, because he had to do so much probation and anger management, I believe. Yeah, but I mean, which isn't working for Mister Pac-Man Jones of the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, but it's it's good because Mike Brown came out and he backed Pac-Man, so at least we know that the Bengals do support him in this situation, and I think that I mean I, I think, that reporter really didn't. Ask him anything too horrible. He was like, "Do you have anything to say to the fans?" Like, it was really all he asked. Yeah. And then, I don't know. You would just think that he would be like, "Like, you're allowed to say no comment." If you're trying, if you're if you're a guy that has to keep your cool, you're allowed to say no comment. Yeah, that, that's true. But back to the draft. Nine days away. You ready to play Predict the Pick 2.0? The top 32. Top 32. You want to go first or second? I can take the first pick. All right, so you're doing you're doing odd numbers. I'm doing even. All right, so Cleveland Browns are on the clock. Who you got? Miles Garrett. Ooh. It just makes sense. Best player in, best player in the draft. Uh, it makes a ton of sense. And with the second pick? San Francisco have a lot of needs. The most important need is defense. And Solomon Thomas, already in California at Stanford, makes perfect sense. You go ahead. You can put him inside. You can put him outside. Number two pick, Solomon Thomas. Um, I thought Jamal Adams would probably go there. The safety, yeah. Nah, I, 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 I don't. I don't think safety is a, a major concern there. Well, I think um, so. Number three, the Bears. Um, they kind of need the help that uh, what you just pointed out there with the Niners. So I think they're going to take a defensive tackle, Jonathan Allen. Ooh. So you think? Three defensive players go first. It's very possible. All right. I think I have the top four. I have top four defensive players. Top right. five, actually. See, with the number four pick, the Jaguars. This is this is an interesting pick, but I think that they go ahead and I think I really think we see Leonard Fournette go there. I think that they need somebody like that. Actually, you know what? I take that back. I don't think Leonard Fournette goes there. I think that I, the, I think the, the the more important thing for them this year because I, they just signed a couple of key guys 
on defense, but I think O.J. Howard makes perfect sense there. O.J. Howard? Yeah, O.J. Howard, tight end so out of Alabama. I thought the Jaguars would beef that defense up just a little bit more. Um, well, I thought Jamal Adams was going to go higher, and the Titans could use a safety. So I'm going to put Jamal, uh, Jamal Adams there, number five, to the Tennessee Titans. That's, that actually wouldn't be a bad pick for them. Number six, the Jets. The Jets have needs, and I, they got needs. Um, they got quite a few. So, and I, I think that I mean they they have a history of doing this. They well, at least they have over the past three years. But I think they they take a quarterback and. Because I don't think that they know what they actually have. Uh, uh, in, quarterback in, going in, off the board? In, in, in the top ten, yes. I think they take Mitch, Mitch, number six? Mitch Trubisky at number six. That's, I mean, that's not a bad pick for him. I had him going much later. I actually have him going like 24th. Mitch? Yep. Nah, well, I got him going six. So, number seven, we all know the Chargers could use a bit of a run game. Wait, wait, what? A bit of a run game? Yeah. What about Melvin Gordon? I'm beefing up the run game, dude. Okay. All right, who I'm you beefing up a run game that can stiff arm you to China, and he doesn't even have to travel that far because he's in California already. Leonard Fournette. Oh. Is he in California already? LSU. LSU is in Louisiana. Uh, that's not, he's going to have to fly. He's going to have to get on a plane. <laughs> it's Louisiana. He could already be in California because he's he going could. to he could already be. He could already be in California. He's sitting on a beach. Is he out there working out? On the beach. Wow. All right, the eighth pick, the Panthers. I think that's one thing that they – I think that they're missing some things. They could the, use a run back. Yeah, but I think one one place that really hurt them last year, uh, the, not much depth at the uh, defensive back position, and I think they take Marlon Humphrey out of Alabama right there with the eighth pick. So the Cincinnati Bengals at number nine. This team could use some running help because I feel like who they have at one and two aren't their best options. And I wouldn't be surprised to maybe see them um, take McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey with, yeah. with the ninth pick? Yeah. All right. Well, t- Christian McCaffrey's off the board. And that's interesting because I don't see them going running back at least early unless they do something if like they don't trade. Take, if they don't take him there, they're going to take Joe Mixon in the second. Yeah, now I can see that. If but, he's there in the second round and they haven't already taken someone, they take him in the second round. I can see that. All right, and number 10, the Buffalo Bills on the clock. I think that they're a couple pieces away from being a, a legit playoff team. I think that, I mean, look, the number one receiver there is Sammy Watkins. Couldn't really stay healthy, but when healthy, he's a very, very good receiver. They like Clemson players, and another Clemson player will go there. At number 10, I think they draft Mike Williams. I was looking at that just as you were talking about their needs. That's a good pick. So, number 11 
to the New Orleans Saints. You definitely need they they need some defensive help. Their defense hasn't been good in quite some time. And uh they take Derek Barnett. Okay. Out of Tennessee. That's hey, that's actually a, a really good pick. A really good pick. That would be I think that would be a defensive pick that would help them a lot. Yeah. All right, Cleveland back on the board. They earlier you had them taking Miles Garrett, which I think will be the the pick at the number twelve spot. A lot of a lot of pieces still kind of on the board. They just signed Kenny Britt. They did not retain Terrell Pryor. I think that will play a major part in the number twelve pick. A lot of people think that they're thinking quarterback of the future. I don't really. I think. They may they could take a quarterback later or they could trade back up into the first round. But with the number twelve pick, based upon what's on the board still, I think that they take Corey Davis, who a lot of people think is the best receiver in the draft with the number twelve pick. Yeah, I had him I had him going twentieth. Corey Davis a lot of people have him going in the top ten. Yeah, I got him going twentieth. Um, so what are we at? Number thirteen, Arizona Cardinals. Now, see, I think that the Arizona Cardinals need a tight end um, to just help that passing game out a little bit because it wasn't what it probably should have been this past year. Um, You might have to help me out on the last name here. David. Njoku? That's it. Okay. David Njoku. Yeah, a lot of people think he is actually better than O.J. Howard just because he's a better blocker. That's Uh, That's exactly what they need out of him in Arizona. Yeah, I mean, Njoku, uh, I think his pass blocking has to get better at, to to be able to play high at the next level to, for him to be a complete tight end. But I think his abilities to line up outside are just as good as O.J. Howard's. He's not as fast, but he's just as explosive. With the number 14 pick, the Eagles. See, and I, and What do your Eagles need, Mario? <sighs> They need a prayer, but more more than anything, based upon what this draft has allowed me to, to take, I think they need somebody who can take pressure off Carson Wentz in the past game because I don't want him dropping back 35 times a game. They need, with the 14th pick, Dalvin Cook. Oh, man. I think Dalvin Cook is, is going to be I a, thought you, a, very, I, a very good I think I mean, I agree with you. I did think that potentially you were going to go with maybe a guard on that one, but no, no. If anything, they need uh, they need a safety, or not a safety. They need a corner, a, a very good nickelback, or they need a, a running back. Those are the top three needs. So to fifteen with the Indianapolis Colts. Who who are you going to give Andrew Luck? In the coats, I because I don't really I don't know what's not right with that team. Like to be honest, like on paper, that team should be playing pretty well. But I think well, I mean, I could I could give you a few things what they need. I well, I'm gonna go linebacker, and, and that's one thing that they need. Uh, is that Hassan Reddick? 
Oh, out of out of temple. Out of temple. Oh, that's going that's, going there to help them out. You got them drafting her son. That's a lot of people got him going in the lower twenties. Got him up there at fifteen to the Indianapolis Colts. You, going against the grain, Mario. You are uh you're you're a very, very interesting guy right now. I'm moving it around. I'm a shaker. All right. So at the sixteenth spot, I think that the Ravens are gonna actually take a linebacker as well. In the first round, best player left on the draft, in my opinion, Ruben Foster out of Alabama. I think they take him. I think he'll be a, a very good pick for them. So the 17 with the Washington Redskins. Uh, they could definitely use a wide receiver. And And who would that wide receiver be? That would be John Ross at Washington. Oh, fastest guy in, in, in NFL history. If, if, we, of his 40 times. if we got to this point, I probably would have used Corey Davis. But since he's off the board, I'm going John Ross. I'm not mad at it. I mean, John Ross, a lot of. He's quick. He's real quick. <laughs> the Titans with the 18th pick. Because earlier you had him take the, uh, Jamal Adams, safety. Yeah, got the safety uh, out of the way. They also need a re- a number one receiver. I think they take Juju Smith Schuster out of USC to the Titans. Yeah, I like that pick. They could uh, they could use some defense there. Number nineteen, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, see, I thought that the Buccaneers had really kind of stepped their game up, um, like defensively last year. But I think that they could still use some pieces. And even though um, this guy's going to have to travel all the way across the country, McKinley, out of UCLA. Okay, that's not a bad pick. It's not a bad pick at all for them. I could really, because I f- I feel like they did beef up their defense, but that would certainly help. Yeah, but I mean, I, I definitely think they could. Uh, they'll need somebody out there to uh, help uh, with the pass rush. That'd be a really good pick for them. Interesting pick, but that'd be a really good pick for them. Number twenty, the Denver Broncos. I got them taking Ryan Ranzik, the left tackle out of Washington or out of Wisconsin. See, I had them taking wide receiver all day. Now, I, I think that they, they really have to uh, – because I think later on in the draft they actually go quarterback. I think they'll end up with a, with a, a decent quarterback out of the draft. Maybe in the uh, second could be potentially the third round for Denver. So, yeah, I got them taking uh, Ryan Ranzik. So, 21. So, the Detroit Lions – They could certainly use a cornerback. They could certainly they could use a couple of things. Um, it, Conley's off the board, right? Who is Jaron Car- Conley still on the board? Are you still on there? Yeah, him. I'm going with him at Ohio State. Yeah, I was gonna. Um, I was thinking um, Garrett Bowles, but 
No, not Garrett Bowles. I was thinking Kevin King, but um, Conley. I'm going to go with Conley. All right. All right, and the Dolphins, I think, I think they're, they'll be an interesting team, but I think one thing that they can use is somebody to help with the pass rush because I think they want to do a lot of 3-4 attacking defense, and I see them drafting T.J. Watt. Oh. Out of Wisconsin. That's higher than I thought. That's a good pick, though. So pick 23, the New York, your New York football giants. Which direction will they go? They need some linebackers. That's most definitely for sure. Um, at this point, I don't know. Uh, that inside or outside linebacker, I... Either one would help. I want to go Jared Davis, but I'm going to go Charles Harris on this out of Missouri. You say Charles Davis? Harris. Oh, Charles Harris? Uh, Charles Harris out of Missouri. All right. And what's the number 24 pick? The Oakland Raiders. Oh, man. You know what? I'll be completely honest. I've got a quarterback going here, but. A quarter, he's a, already off the a quarterback. He's already off the board. Yeah, Mitch Trubisky going. I did. I think that they'll be smart because they're not going to draft a quarterback in the first round when they already have a quarterback that they want to have as their franchise quarterback. I think they'll go Tess Tabor, who I think is the best cornerback in the draft at number twenty-four. What's he? Where's he from? Florida. So to the 25th pick in the Houston Texans. I don't really, man. So I was, I, this is where I was going to have TJ Watt right here. No, TJ's not, he's, I, I understand the correlation, but no, I don't, I don't foresee that happening. Um, Actually, I'm a, I'm gonna redo my 23rd pick. Can we do that? <laughs> well, you, you can if he's still on the board. Nah, I'm a, I'm gonna move um, I'm gonna move Jared Davis back to 23rd, and I'm gonna do Charles Harris at 25th because it wouldn't make any sense for them to get an inside. Okay, so you're gonna do Jared Davis at 23rd. Yeah, Charles Harris at 25th. Charles Harris at 25th. That, that just makes more sense for both of those teams, to be honest. All right, I'm I'm not mad at that. All right, with the 26th pick, the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, they obviously have a lot of additions on offense already. Uh, well, not a lot, but they have a few. One of the most notably being Eddie Lacy. But I think... Which was a nice pickup, I feel like. I, I They have a head coach that knows how to use their pieces. Yeah, and, and I think they have... There's a piece in the draft that who, in my opinion, has... He's moved up from the second round for me into the first round. Not a fan of the school, but this player I think can be utilized very well under a Pete Carroll team, and that is Curtis Samuel. I don't even have him in the first round. That's a good pick, though. That makes sense. So 27th, down to the Kansas City Chiefs. 
I mean, they're pretty solid all over, kind of. Like every, every year, that's a team where people are like, man, they've got a chance to take that division. Uh, I think they could probably use a little bit of help on the defensive side of the ball. And I think that they would take Marlon Humphrey. Okay. Out of um, Alabama. I can see that. It's not, it's not a bad pick. And then with the 28th pick, I think the Dallas Cowboys could also use some help on defense. And I think they take linebacker Zach. Actually, no, I take that back. I think they take linebacker safety hybrid Jabril Peppers with the 27th or with the 28th pick. I like him, but I feel like so many people are are down on Peppers. Yeah, no, and a lot of people will because I mean it's, it's so many un so many things unknown about Peppers, and you know you don't know if a team is going to use him as safety, if teams are going to want him to stay bigger and play linebacker, or if teams are going to you know run off defenses and use him as a nickel, or use two you know an extra safety on the field instead and play two linebackers, like a lot of teams do. But you know, I I think that the Cowboys. Because obviously Barry Church has left. I think that Amory's Claiborne has left as well. I think that the Cowboys need some. They need presence at defensive back, and I think Peppers will give them that. There's definitely some talent that the Cowboys could could take out of this this draft this year. Yeah. That could really solidify what they've put together now. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that uh, wholeheartedly. So right. to the 29th pick with the Green Bay Packers. How many more years do you really have from Aaron Rodgers? And how many quarterbacks are in this draft that are really ready to start right now? I don't think that that's many. On That's the answer for both of those questions, Mario. Yeah. So if you want to have one of the best, they need to learn from one of the best. So the Packers take Deshaun Watson. That's exactly what I was just to thinking. learn under um, Aaron Rodgers. As you as you were talking, I'm looking at everybody left on the board. I'm like, if this if this hole is to be true, and Deshaun Watson is on the board with the 29th pick, there's no reason in in H E double hockey stick <laughs> that Deshaun Watson shouldn't be drafted because Aaron Rodgers was expected to go in the top 15 during yeah. the draft. If you watch, if you remember watching it, oh yeah. And I, I remember, remember that I remember watching the draft, and I'm like, why is Aaron Rodgers not being drafted sooner? He fails to 24. And, you know, and then you saw what happened. So if this happens, Deshaun Watson, if he falls to 29 or beyond, any team that doesn't take him from that standpoint, I don't care if you have a starting quarterback or not. You just take it. You take him. And it makes perfect sense in that situation because he could, they could do with Deshaun Watson exactly what they did with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And then you could have three back to back to back great quarterbacks. Exactly. And, and if you're that franchise, do you not not want that? And speaking of quarterbacks, uh, the team following them at number thirty, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger is. I, I don't see him playing more than another two years. At best, Dude, he's beat up. At he best. is beat up. And I think this is the perfect time to go in. You you missed a lot with different quarterbacks. 
I think you go in and you get the type of quarterback that you feel can fit the system. You need a guy who's going to be bigger, who can take some hits. And I think that guy's Deshaun Kaiser. I, I like Patrick Mahomes. I, I think a lot of people are kind of boosting him for some reason now. But I think Deshaun Kaiser in this offense, because remember, a lot of things have, you know, they're about systems. You they have make to be able, or break you. You have to be able to take hits and take a lot of hits, especially on, on this Pittsburgh Steelers team. And I think Deshaun Kaiser would be that guy with the number 30th pick. Sitting at 31, the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, the Super Bowl runner-ups. They really, they really did show us what what they've been trying to put together there this past season, because they left they left a lot to be desired out of the last couple seasons before, and um, something they could use a little bit of help with is getting beat on some long throws down the field, and a cornerback could certainly help that situation. And I think they take Quincy Quincy Wilson out of Florida. Oh, that's that's a game. When I, and I'll tell you why I feel like that's a game. I, I either had him or uh, Dory Jock, uh, Jackson. Okay. But I, I'm going to go um, Quincy Wilson in this one. Quincy Wilson out of Florida? Out of, out of Florida. You still got Marshawn Lattimore on the board. I went I went Wilson. That's – or uh, Dory Jackson is is nice. But, hey, it's it's your pick. You're the GM. And for the 32nd pick? Oh, I did forget Lattimore was still up there, huh? Yeah. 32nd pick, the Saints. They got some things that they kind of need help with still. It's a a lot of things that they need help with, honestly. But (laughs) I think defense, uh, more notably, I think with this pick, they take – the guy I just talked about, Marshawn Lattimore out of Ohio State. I think he's one of the top f- five corners in the uh, in the draft, and I think if I mean if they're able to get him at thirty two, that's that's obviously going to be a steal. So there you go. That was a pretty good mock draft round there. Yeah, we it was only one offensive lineman that came off the board though. I don't see that happening in real life. I, I think at least two would get drafted in the first round. Yeah, probably two. Like my, I have an initial list for this, and I think I've got three, three offensive linemen in the top thirty-two. Five receivers went in the first round for us. That's pretty hot. Well, I, I had three all and four all together. See, but the the NFL draft is is so interesting because so many things you can never happen. know. People, you know, they these ex- these experts are just as wrong as we are. Well, yeah, yeah, a hundred percent of the time. We should. Did you, did you write all those down? I, I have them. All right, we'll keep everyone updated on what happens with our draft list. Do you do you have it? No, email it to me. Email it to you. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't save it. <laughs> you didn't. I didn't save it. I didn't type it down. I'll have to listen through. Jeez, Mario. Yeah. So, so now we're now we're to our, our our favorite time of the show. Actually, it's not. It, it is. Um, practice time player of the week. Practice time player of the week. Who you got, Mario? My practice time player of the week, LeBron James. 
Say what you want about him. I know that the Cavs are barely pulling games out. He's at my top three MVP. But LeBron James is still LeBron James. LeBron James went out last night, had put up put up very good numbers. He was all across the board. But most notably, four blocks, four steals. If if you say the guy's not a defensive player, you're mistaken. And LeBron James. And let let's let me just say this. The guy has been in the MVP race, like top four players to be MVP for what, ten out of the last eleven years? Yeah. He's a monster, man. That's all I'm saying. He's a monster. I mean, it speaks for itself. When you look back on this era of basketball and you don't think that he's the best during this era of basketball, then you'd be wrong. Yeah. Uh, would you say he's better? Would you put him above Kobe Bryant when it's all said and done? I think so. And more so, I think it's because of the way he brings those teams together to play together. I will put him up there because I think Kobe needed other players. I think other players need LeBron James, and I think we saw that. Biggest, we saw that. That's last the biggest year. difference. We saw that last year. Did other players need Kobe Bryant? Kobe yes. needed Shaq. Kobe needed Shaq. Did Shaq need Kobe? Shaq did it. With, he 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 almost did it with Penny, and probably could have done it with Penny. Could have probably done it with Eddie Jones out in L.A. So, what but, about his Phoenix days? Uh, his Phoenix day, he's actually still pretty good, though. The big cactus. The big cactus. But, no, LeBron James, practice time player of the week. There we go. Who you got, Pat? That Cincinnati Reds bullpen. I'm not going to go on my rants because I go on my rants about the Reds and how much I just love the, the America's pastime. But I'm going to go Cincinnati Reds bullpen for being National League bullpen of the week. Of the week. Week two. Week two. A lot of weeks to go, but it's okay. But but everybody, everybody in August is going to look back and say the team has lost eighty five games. But week two, yeah, man, they're my, week two. They were they were they were the best pitching team in the National League. My practice time player of the week. Who you benching, man? I'm benching the officials from the Memphis Spurs game. Or from the Grizzly Spurs game. Those numbers are, I mean, those numbers make you think that something ain't right. That's just truth. And I'm, I'm very, very happy. It's like when you get into a debate about jet fuel and steel beams, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like the if it doesn't add up, the math doesn't make sense, guys. Two plus two in this situation equals six. I'm not a math guy. No. But the numbers don't stack up. The, the, the reason... Like, there's no way Kawhi Leonard should have had more free throws alone than the entire team. Than the entire Memphis Grizzlies team. When the team is based on being rough, rugged, and playing inside out, not outside in. So, for for this to have happened, I'm calling BS. Those refs got to get, they got to take a seat. (laughs) Who you, who you sitting? Mr. 11 rings himself, Phil Jackson. He just needs to sit down, man, and, and just uh, he just needs to chill. Like, I don't know why he's not somewhere beautiful. Why is he talking to reporters right now? It's the offseason, man. Go relax. You got people that'll pick your players up for you. Well, you know you know what he's not going to do? 
practice. He's not going to practice. Not going to practice. <laughs> All right, episode 35, how you feeling? You feel, good. You feel okay about it? That was good. You feel okay about it? I, Are draft. you relieved? Are you relieved? Yeah. I, last week we couldn't do an episode, and you feel. I felt like you were kind of tense. So no, you, I'm did, you get it, did you get it out? I'm feeling great. Did you get it out? I did. I got it all out, man. All right. So episode 36, you coming back? I don't know. I might have to think about it. All right. Well, <laughs> you know what you can do in the meantime? Practice. Practice.